Welcome to the Dinner Party Download. This is your icebreaker. What do you call a deer with no eyes? I don't know. What? No idea. From KPCC-FM in Los Angeles, this is the Dinner Party Download, the show that gives you talking points and bon mots to help you win your next dinner party. This week's icebreaker came from hot indie folk duo, the Watson Twins. We'll be speaking with them later, but first, as with any dinner party, we start off with small talk. Your friends are going to bring up certain topics at this weekend's party. We're about to tell you what those topics are, and more importantly, how to respond. We're going to help you put the un- in unconventional wisdom. Topic number one, Barack Obama's world tour. He was greeted by like 200,000 people in Berlin. Iraqi President Maliki all but endorsed his troop withdrawal plan. But of course, what everyone's going to be talking about is that he sunk a three-point shot on a basketball court in Kuwait on his first try in front of the entire world press corps. What can you add to that? What can you add to that? Uh, Clearly, John McCain can't shoot a three-pointer from downtown. No. John McCain can't even shoot a basketball. Uh, probably not. In fact, John McCain can't lift his arms up over his head because he was tortured for nine years after serving his country in Vietnam. Topic number two, Belgians in Bev bought Anheuser-Busch this week. And, of course, everyone at your party is going to be saying this is utterly un-American, and I would say that it is. You would have to say it's un-American because it literally is, but I think that's the silver lining with this whole deal here. Now that uh, Budweiser is a Belgian beer, maybe some of the people at your dinner party will deign to actually drink it. Aha. You know, people forget Bud McKenzie was actually a Franciscan monk. I, I, I don't think I ever knew that. Well, you should probably drink more. And finally, topic number three, The Dark Knight has made over $200 million in its first week at the box office. And this is a seriously dark film. This is not Finding Nemo. And everyone's wondering, what does this mean? How does this reflect our society? It's not a question about how it reflects our society. It's a reflection of the cast. Heath Ledger, drug use, leading ultimately to his sad death. Christian Bale, on the day of the premiere, allegedly hit his mother. Yeah, it makes you realize how tough it is to be a beautiful millionaire movie star with the biggest hit film of all time. Amen. I can't quit you, Rico. Oh, man. No, I mean, I can't quit you. I, I This job's all I got. Time for cocktails. This is where we tell you something that happened this week in history, and afterwards we give you a fitting drink to serve along with it. It's like a history lesson with booze. First, the history. This week back in 1934, John Dillinger was shot and killed by the FBI. Now most folks at your dinner party will know that he was a famous bank robber. Our friend Michelle Philippi tells you a few things they won't know. John Herbert Dillinger robbed more banks in 12 months than Jesse James robbed in 15 years. Most folks agreed he was the coolest guy ever. During heists, he'd vault over bank cages seven feet tall. His nickname was Jackrabbit. In 1933, Dillinger was jailed in a supposedly escape-proof prison and busted out, armed only with a hand-carved fake wooden gun. Later that year, Dillinger and his gang walked into a police station disguised as tourists. They said they just wanted a little peek at the guns that were going to be used to hunt the famous John Dillinger. The cops proudly showed off their arsenal, which Dillinger's crew promptly stole. 
the most conspicuous bandit of his generation, poses alive for the last time. The FBI shot John Dillinger outside a movie theater on July 22, 1934. He'd just seen the movie Manhattan Melodrama. It was a gangster film. His last words were reportedly, wasn't that a good movie? And so ends the career of John Herbert Dillinger, a bullet-riddled carcass on a morgue slab. So that's the history now for the cocktail to serve with it. On the line, I've got John the bartender. He is talking to me from behind the bar at the famous Dresden Room here in Los Angeles. Hi, John. Okay. So tell me, what drink would you serve to John Dillinger? Like an old-fashioned bourbon or something. Really? Why, why do you think an old-fashioned bourbon? Because, like, uh, Manhattan was made in those years, you know? The only difference between Manhattan and old-fashioned is uh, the sugar. The only difference is the old-fashioned has sugar? Yeah, and uh, bitters. It would be fantastic because it's old-fashioned, you know what I mean? <laughs> because of the year. <laughs> right, you serve John Dillinger an old-fashioned because he's from the past. Yeah. So, all right, how do you make an old-fashioned at the Dresden Room? Okay, it's like a, like a, a rock glass. Okay, in a rocks glass. Okay, you put like less than half a teaspoon of bitters, one teaspoon of uh, sugar, a little club soda, and then dilute it. Dilute it with a spoon? Yeah, and then you put ice over and fill it up with bourbon. And how, how much of that do I have to drink before I feel like robbing a bank? Oh, my God, not too many. <laughs> We should probably let you know that there's violent disagreement over whether club soda should ever be included in an old-fashioned. So feel free to email your version of the drink to dinnerparty at kpcc.org. We promise to personally field test each and every recipe. Until we pass out. Our guests of honor today are the Watson twins, Chandra and Lee. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are wrapping up a national tour this week. You total over 12 feet, you're twins, <laughs> and you just put out your debut album, Fire Songs, on Vanguard Records. These are things you've been interviewed about a lot already. And the first question we always ask on this show is, what question are you always asked and that you're just a little bit tired of answering? Um, I think the, do you guys have psychic powers question yeah, that's is always because you're twins yeah because we're twins like everyone thinks that we have some sort of psychic power which we do but it only pertains to food so that's not really that psychic <laughs> how does it work in food like for instance we were driving across the country i went into the gas station and i got a bag of pretzels and a v8 and i get back in the van and lee didn't even see me when and i was I'm in all, there what'd you get and she also has a bag of pretzels and, and a v8, V8. It's kind of weird. You guys have a hard living rock and roll lifestyle, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Most rock and rollers walk slanted around the country. <laughs> Not us. We have our three helpings of vegetables. Yeah. Show me how you do that trick. One that makes me scream, she said. One that makes me laugh, she said. Through her arms around my so we now know twins are psychic. <laughs> Our second question is, can you tell us something we don't know? Something we don't know about you, something no one at our dinner party is going to know. We're foodies and we secretly um, want our own cooking show. Yeah, that's that's a, that's something that not many people know is that when we were little, we had a sort of like this countertop in our mom's kitchen and we would, 
you know, kind of walk around and pretend like we had our own cooking show. Now you take the bread and butter it. <laughs> and so she came up with this idea. Her and my old, our older sister said, you know, you guys should have a show on the Food Network called Two Dishes. And you get the same ingredients, but you each put your own spin on it. I like it. So, so if you if you have any connections with the Food Network, yeah, wow, I, I see. Yeah, this, that's gold. <laughs> We've got links to Watson Twins music, plus recipes and more online. Head over to kpcc.org, click on off-ramp, and look for the old-fashioned picture of folks having a dinner party. Well, we've had drinks and met our guest of honor. Now it's time for the main course, the part of the show where we teach you about food. Well, something that won't be served at this weekend's party is anything with fresh jalapenos in it, because the FDA announced fresh jalapenos may be contaminated with salmonella. Yay. Here's the thing. Forget jalapenos. They're for Bush League chumps. If you're a serious <laughs> chef, this is an opportunity to roll with the seriously hot peppers. So to find out more about those, I talked to Prisha Tong. She works at a shop called Light My Fire. And she told me pepper heat is rated in what are called Scoville units. Jalapeno is about 2,500 to 5,000 Scoville units. Cayenne is quite a bit step up. You could also go on to the habanero, and even hotter, the hottest pepper in the world right now is the jalokia pepper, the ghost pepper as it's nicknamed. It's from India, and on average, the actual pepper is about a million Scoville units. So if you can you touch it without dying? You could touch it without dying, but it is suggested you use gloves when dealing with hotter peppers, even habaneros. It just could irritate your skin, or if you accidentally rub your eyes, you're going to be in pain for a long time. What is this stuff up here on the off-the-charts shelf? A lot of our off-the-charts items are capsicums. They are pure heat from a pepper done through a chemical process. A lot of chefs will actually come in, get this, and add just a drop to whatever dish they're making. It will not mess with the flavor. It will increase the heat. Like how hot? What is the hottest capsicum you've got? It's uh, 16 million Scoville units. 16 million Scoville units? Yes. Even pepper spray itself rates at 2 million, 4 million. So this stuff should be handled with respect. <laughs> so Rico, nice lesson, but... Did I try some? Yes. No. You're a coward. No, I host a podcast and I need my mouth. That's hot. And that's the Dinner Party download for this week. Thanks to Eric Johnson for helping us set the table. And special thanks to John Raby and Queena Kim. We have a regular segment on their show, Off Ramp. This week they're featuring an extended version of Brendan's interview with the Watson Twins. You'll find it and us at kpcc.org. We leave you as always with One for the Road, a song for you to listen to on your way home from this weekend's dinner party. The faces from their 1973 album, Ooh La La, the song is called Silicone Grown. Bon Appetit. Wait a minute, honey, I don't think the joke's too funny. No. I stayed up all night checking out the doctor's guide.
I'm Rico Galliano. And I'm Brendan Noonan. You've overstayed your welcome. Please leave. Please leave.